You're listening to the Personal Development Through Martial Arts Podcast, the podcast where the world's highest personal development experts and martial arts masters come together to empower and inspire you to become your strongest self and live the life that you truly want. Join host Bogdan Rosho, author, public speaker, and the founder of the first personal development through martial arts school in the world, in the podcast where you become the hero. We're here with John Richard McElroy uh, from the Martial Arts Chat podcast, and I'm super excited to return the favor and uh, sit down (laughs) and ask him a bunch of questions about his awesome uh, martial arts journey. John, how are you? I'm doing very well, my friend. Yeah, it's weird. Um, well, often I'll do this if um, quite a good, good guy like yourself from my show and then, yeah, returning the favourites. It's weird being on the other side of things, right? But, um, yeah, happy to be here, mate. Um, it's a blast, as always. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Definitely, definitely. Awesome. John, so share a bit with everyone, you know, how did you... First of all, let's, let's start with the podcast. How did you come up with the idea of starting a uh, podcast-specific to martial arts and um i know that now you're talking a lot about brazilian jiu-jitsu and mma mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. were you going in it towards a different direction with it initially and did you change did you change because i know you have a um taekwondo background sure yeah i mean it's i suppose it is a bit scattered um i, I don't know if there was an initial um it's going to be about this and this is the vision going forward i think it i was it, like we were speaking off there i'm i'm a i'm a gentleman of 34 now and uh, martial arts has been in my life since like ages of like nine or ten um so a huge part of my life has, has, has been martial arts so if it's something you're enthused about if it's something that you're into and and you wanted you wanted to share that that knowledge and 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 share opinions and, and things like that then then a podcast in, in this sort of generation um is is a, is a great vehicle for that Absolutely. Um, so I, I mean i guess like I, I i don't know if i specifically wanted to be about jiu-jitsu or or, or taekwondo not not necessarily martial arts that i had practitioner and i wanted mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. i was just thirsty for knowledge you'll you'll know yourself it's just like if um if you're in if it's something you're into and you, you you're you're all about learning and expanding your mind and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. yeah let's see how far we go with this so yeah i mean three years i've been doing it now and um i mean i don't know if, if i if i had that in mind that it should be a year six months three years i mean whatever it's just and, it just keeps going and you've recently celebrated your 100th episode 100 episodes man yeah 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 well proud of that Congratulations. yeah like some uh, thank you, man. Some uh, some of some of the guests have had on have been brilliant, and um, obviously with yourself included as well. Of course, uh, it's it's been it's been so so diverse. I mean, I think particularly in the last sort of um, when things started out, um, just even in anyone who's in the like the podcasting game, which usually you're going to ask friends or family or associates, you're going to you're going to have people on probably that you already have a relationship and know. Mm-hmm. And once you're sort of out of that initial. For me, maybe that was like a six-month period or whatever. Then you start uh, branching out into into the unknown. I knew nothing about ninjutsu. Mm-hmm. I um I knew very little about about Wing Chun. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew very little about Jeet Kune Do. Um, there's so much that that, that I've learned. Um, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. just from podcasting alone. Um, you know, not just being being read on it or whatever. Just just from conversing. There's so much that I've I've learned. 
Um, and I feel I've really benefited from 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 podcasting. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think in your first guest on the podcast was your first um, taekwondo teacher, wasn't? That's <laughs> right. Yeah, man, that was a while back. Yeah, Master Robertson. <laughs> it's weird because yeah, I met him recently. Um, we, we stay at uh, our towns aren't too far apart, maybe about ten miles apart, however. Mm-hmm. Um, and I happened just by a chance, I happened to bump into him, but I was still bow. Uh, when I was shaking his hand, you know, Definitely. it's like old habits die hard, right? Definitely. And um, yeah, it's, it's 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 quite funny. And then later on, yeah, master low and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's that goes without saying. I was I was sort of interviewing, um, just interviewing friends and, mm-hmm. and and associates and training partners and things like that that were in the in my martial arts. Hey, world but yeah that's right my master robertson i forgot about that man that was it feels like it was a million years ago not just three yeah. it's incredible definitely definitely so tell us a bit about your martial arts journey like you started with taekwondo did you try any other um, styles before um, uh, starting your jiu-jitsu journey uh what was that like for you yeah taekwondo was um I mean, it's 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 almost in every corner now, in in, in, yeah. in, in Scotland, um, and I, I guess it's it's one of the, probably the most popular martial arts. But um, I had no aspirations of martial arts as a kid. I mean, I watched Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't really. I liked pizza. Who's your favorite? <laughs> Who's your favorite turtle? Oh, it's got to be Raphael. Raphael. Yeah, I, I wasn't a Leonardo fan. I'm not. I'm not a fan of uh, whoever the ultimate good guy is. I can't get behind you. You need to have. Need to have a bit of dirt on you, and that's what I liked about Raphael. He wasn't. Definitely. He wasn't clean. He wasn't clean cut. You know, he was. Um, he was a bit rough around the edges. Since so. when I was a kid, you know, I, I couldn't really tell the difference between them. Uh, to me, it was like the difference between the trolls were just the weapons. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I actually li- liked Donatello because he was like the smart uh, one of <laughs> one of the four, right? But towards you know growing up, I, I noticed that he's actually also the dorkiest one <laughs> of the four. <laughs> And I was like, okay, that, that says a lot about my childhood. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. He's a guy you want on your team, though, as well, right? He's, you definitely want someone who, yeah. can, who can invent something out of nothing. Yeah, yeah, if I had a team of martial artists, I'd probably put Donatello on my team for sure, yeah. Mm. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, so what was next after uh, Taekwondo? Taekwondo was from I was 10 till I was about 17 or 18 is when I... When it sort of just petered out for me, but when I was sixteen, I got my black belt under Master Low, and um, like massive achievement for me. Um, I was probably a bit a red belt than I was um, a black belt. Having done it for so long, and, and my body, you know, developing in my teenage years, I was filling, beginning to fill up my frame and stuff, and mm-hmm. um, and I'd had the, the the six seven years of Taekwondo behind me. It was it was a wonderful thing. It gave me so much confidence. I mean, my father put me Bogdan. He put me into martial arts. For, for the reason that I was a shy kid and he was worried that I would get picked on and bullied. Yeah. It's never really did happen, but I suppose if I didn't have uh, what martial arts gave me, and Taekwondo, the confidence and, you know, the self-belief and, and, and all that good stuff, if, if I didn't have that, then things might have turned out different. So um, all, all credit goes to my dad, I suppose. But my early years, just to answer your question, it was it was just filled with nothing but Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. And I, and when it, when it came to, like, 17, 18 and had friends who are now like, <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say, legal age of drinking. You know, when you see your friends, they go out to the pub, yeah, meet girls. Yeah. That's all I really wanted to do. And training was every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. So you know, school and then this, school and then this. Right. And I was, I was very good athletically. I, you know, track and field, football, swimming, and it all came from having a foundation of taekwondo. Mm-hmm. I was very flexible, mm-hmm. very fit. Um, 
you know, I would, I would never get tired. We would do like PE class. I remember like when I was like 12 or 13 and I would run laps around everyone, never get tired. And it was yeah, all because like, that's I had that nothing, That's nothing compared to uh, training Taekwondo. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 high, it's high impact, and it's it 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 teaches you so much more than just um, you know. You can say martial arts philosophies, I guess, but uh, I mean, the offshoot was I was gaining confidence and things. I was gaining flexibility. I mean, all these things are just that's such a positive energy. If you um, if you if your body if you feel in tune with your body, then I mean, you know, that's I'm preaching to the choir. Your mind is a huge part of that as well, and you just you just feel so much better for it. But things are petered out. I got what I wanted to achieve. I got my black belt. Mm-hmm. Here comes eighteen. Here comes teenage years, and um, going out there and spreading my wild oats. I guess. <laughs> mm. Definitely, definitely. So, how did you um, get back in touch with martial arts? What, what was this? Yep. So strange, man, because I guess with that age, um, I mean, you're out and you're doing your thing. I um, what, what my other hobby was always music. I was always, I was always picking up a guitar. I was always sitting down at a piano, um, and I was really into music at, at, at school as well as like physical activities. And that's kind of what I went on to do. I went, I was like, I was like singers and bands and stuff, performing, gigging. Um, I went to college and uh, and then later university and got a music degree. And I was th- th- my whole life had just been. I'm either going to be a music teacher or I'm going to be a rock and roller. Let's just uh, roll the dice and see see where it lands. And that's where kind of where I took my chances. So martial art took and taekwondo and everything that all took a backseat from like 18 to God, man, it must have been at least my mid 20s, maybe 26, 27, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And was, um, I'd started getting into watching mixed martial arts, and if mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't really in- entertained or interested in boxers or wrestlers, mm-hmm, mostly mm-hmm. because I didn't, I didn't know what. But if I saw someone who threw a, a 360 turning kick or a, or a side mm. kick or a back kick, I was like, oh, that's what this is. And, and you know, that, that mm-hmm. it's uh, ignited an old, an old flame in, in, inside me somewhere, I guess. And um, from watching that, I was like, right, okay, I want to I want to get back into martial arts. And that's when Muay Thai came around, man, and I couldn't Ooh. have picked a <laughs> martial art to, to start things back because I'm a lot more unfit at this point. I'm in my mid-20s. Um, I've had a couple of years of smoking, which I wouldn't recommend to anyone. Yeah, it was the warm up was brutal. The first couple of weeks of doing that was horrible, beneficial. But you know what? I I don't know. Maybe it's like my personal opinion, but I feel like Muay Thai is much better going on forward because you have that benefit of using these low kicks because like the further you go on, right, the less flexible you become with age. Whereas Muay Thai, you have the the uh, benefit of grounding yourself and just generating so much power and actually having better bone density, higher bone density is a huge yeah. advantage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, an endurance was, I mean, it's ridiculous. That if, if anyone's listening or watching, if you've never done a Muay Thai class, prepare yourself for... Um, you know, throwing up, you name it, man. Right, it is tough. It's tough. The, the warm up is often the most brutal part of it, and uh, I guess the idea is, I mean, depending on what your school or your coach or whatever is, but um, if you can get through that warm up, then you can always fight. You can always train when you're tired, mm-hmm. or there is no room for tired. I guess that's meant to be the mentality. Yeah, it's that 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 first love an hour's class. That first ten minutes can feel like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know it feels like it's ne- it feels like it's never going to end, and it is hard, man. It's very hard, but so beneficial. And I only maybe did it for six months, if I'm honest. I don't mm-hmm. even think it was as much as a year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like 
my lung capacity was oh, I could you know I could take big, a big deep breath again. It, yeah. it opened it opened uh, yeah. doors have been shut for a long time in my life, and uh, and then I started getting back into stretching, into yoga, and it opened up all these other avenues that were either closed before or had never been opened. Muay Thai was a great thing in my life. You know, I'm sure that a lot of people listening in who have done martial arts at some point in their lives, but they got kind of sidetracked with their career, their businesses, and they love listening into uh, this podcast just for you know the the love of getting back in touch with that, with that vibe of martial arts, with that attitude, that that, that energy. What would you say to somebody who is in the situation who is thinking, you know what, it would be great to start training again, but I don't know if I can find the time right now. I don't know if it's the right time in my life um, right now. Yeah, it's a good question, man. And it's and we've all got stuff going on, you know. Like, uh, I'm training for a competition just now. Um, both my, my wife and I work full time. We've got a, a three-year-old son. We've got another baby on the way. A pregnant wife is oh, never. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. But I was going to say you can't negotiate with a pregnant wife. They'll, <laughs> they'll let you. They'll let you know when they've when what's up. Um, is she competing? No, 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 no. You're competing. Compete. No, 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 no. She doesn't compete. So um, I think I misheard you. So um, uh, uh, just with a lot of things going on in people's lives, and you know, I, I, I'm no stranger to that. I'm the same, and. And I'm, I'm a full-time teacher and I've got podcasts and lots of other things on. And loads of people have got lots in their life. How do you find time for martial arts was your question. And it's it's whether you want it or not. To be honest with you, man, what I would say if anyone's listening to this, if, if, if you feel you have to force martial arts into your life and there's no benefit... Don't do it. Find yeah, find another avenue. It doesn't have to be martial arts, but certainly find something uh, po- positive and beneficial. In my experience, and I'm sure in yours, Bogdan, and, and many other people in our circles, martial arts is nothing but a, a huge uh, positive in, in our lives. And uh, and if you if you can make that connection, like what both Bogdan and I have of of martial arts and 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 you know, and, and, and using that using that to further yourself, better yourself, mm-hmm. then you have a fine time. You've got to find the time. There's there's times where, I don't know, man, everyone has their lazy moments. I'm no, I'm no stranger to that as well. Uh, I you just don't got believe to find, it. got to make it work, man. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. believe it. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, I feel like I do a million things at once, but there's always room for more. There's always room for more in everybody's life. And if and if you're if you're able to do it, then you can make time to do it. So it's whether you want. So that, that, that it's got to come from the want and the desire first. Um, because if there's no want or desire, mm. don't waste your, don't waste your time with it, man. Don't waste Absolutely. your time. Find something else. Absolutely. Um, John, let me ask you, what was like one of your favorite episodes that you've done on the Martial Arts Chat podcast? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, apart from yourself, obviously. Obviously. Uh, what are you going to uh, say now, right now? <laughs> that's I don't know. There's been, I think, I, I love the fact that there's been very, uh, there's been so much variety in it. I mean, we do live shows every other Sunday. And it's just like talking with your buddies over a beer. What fights okay. did you see the weekend? And we answer fine questions. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'll have like one-to-one interviews. Like uh, recently I interviewed, um, uh, I, I, well, okay, so I interviewed Eric Paulson, which was probably one of my favorites that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that know, Eric Paulson set up the, the, the um, combat submission wrestling system. Um, he's a uh, black belt in uh, judo, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. uh, jeet kune do. Mm-hmm. Um, his sense he's Duru, Dan Asanto. Um, he's all from that world. Learned so much, not just in, uh, in martial arts, just in speaking to him. I mean, uh, the guy's very spiritual. Um, he blesses and touches the mat and all these kind of things, which is weird because I know him as watching YouTube videos of him when he was fighting in Japan in, in a cage. You know, it's like... 
um, people forget that these people are actually martial artists and they, mm-hmm. and they have a, you know, it's like a belief system. They have a strong belief in, in what they what they practice and what they teach as well. Um, other guests can be things like, you know, uh, Robin Black was one of my favourite. He uh, was a commentator for, um, for mixed martial arts. Um, but he's everything's all about philosophy with him. Yeah. Um, you, you would love to have a chat with him. He'd be great for, great for you. Um, big fan of Bruce Lee. Uh, be like water is uh, is on almost every t-shirt that he wears um he's a he's a really interesting guy and someone that's so enthused about it i love hearing people the way they talk how like you can tell that that's part of uh, of everything in his life it's, it's, it's it comes across at spades with a guy like that talk to us a bit about that i mean um when you think about mma you just think of two guys in their underwear like like that's the, the common uh uh perception right two guys in their underwear just reading the crap out of each other what do people get wrong about MMA? What's it really about? Hey, sorry to interrupt the interview. I'll let you get back to it in a moment. Let me just ask you, do you want more financial freedom in your business so that you have time for the important things in your life? Would you like to level up your business and become a black belt in business success? Let me help you. I will personally take a look at your business and show you exactly how you can make it more profitable so that you enjoy more financial freedom and more time with your loved ones. Get in touch with me over social media. Links are in the description. Send me a message with the text business breakthrough and we will schedule an appointment and you will get a free coaching session where I teach you exactly how to make your business more profitable without putting in more hours. And this is going to be only for the first five people who get in touch with me this week. So check the description, get in touch with me on social media, send me a message with the text business breakthrough and let me help you take your business to the next level. Yeah, I suppose that would be yeah, like what just two people like, bludgeon each other to death. And I mean, that is part of the game. It is like... Uh, You've got to have that mentality. You've got to have a killer be killed. Speaking of someone who's never practitioned in mixed martial arts, but martial arts that make up the mix, I guess, um, and being around plenty of you know guys in a gym, uh, it, it takes a special human being, I, I, I believe. I liken it to um, to someone who goes and fights, some, uh, uh, you know, fights for uh, their their country or whatever. Someone in the military. Mm-hmm. It's that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that I've done myself. I can perhaps relate, perhaps empathize, but I've, I've never actually been a practitioner, so mm-hmm, I'm only speaking mm-hmm. from like second-hand point of view. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you're right to ask that. Um, it does just seem like two guys looking to beat each other up in their underwear. That's for sure. But these 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 people, men and ladies, are are, are well versed in lots of different arts, lots of different mm-hmm. arts of not just grappling, not just striking, um, of breathing, of balance, of psychology, meditation, so much- visualization. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. It, it, it takes it takes in all these facets, and uh, and 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 it's all, it takes in all these facets when there's a contest. It's almost like winning or losing. Um, I, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, mm. but it's not like that's the most important thing. You'd be surprised, but if you look at almost all accomplished mixed martial artists, mm-hmm. they've got like 10, 10, 15 losses on the record. Mm-hmm. You know, so you take someone who's um, like boxing's been around and in the mainstream for a lot longer. Mm-hmm, you get guys mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. never beaten thirty fights, you know. So they're they're testing themselves all the time. They're putting themselves in the in the, the jaws of defeat almost every training session, you know. And I think it's a different philosophy also for the fans because, uh, like, for boxing, from what I know, if you have if you're not like twenty, thirty, forty, and oh, 
like you haven't been defeated, then you're not really there. You're not really the top, right? <laughs> Whereas in MMA, the fans kind of expect that, you know what, anything can happen. There, There's a lot of variables. You can get submitted. You can get knocked out. You can get, um, um, you know, there, there's plenty of ways that, uh, the match would go right, so they're more lenient yes. in in that sense in appreciating fighters in in MMA. And um, the uh, the McGregor and Habib uh, fight is coming up on the sixth. <laughs> yes. What's your prediction, John? <laughs> Man, uh, oh, it's, it's so hard to predict. We're not that far away. Yeah, it's um, what we're we looking at a week on Sunday now. Um, it's a tough one because you do have a clash of styles. In the early days of UFC and MMA, you did have, you know, striker versus grappler. You did have kickboxer versus jiu-jitsu. It was, you know, two styles meeting. And and nowadays in martial arts, like I said, these guys are, are clued up in almost all facets of the game. But with this fight, I think what makes it interesting is, yes, they, they have skills in all these departments. Of course they do, the, 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 the top end of, of, of that game. But you've got one, if not the best grappler, going against the, probably the best knockout artist mm-hmm. for all these, mm-hmm. you know, pantomime and show. And, and I get that. It turns people off. Um, but all that to the side, if you're talking about, you know, uh, display in, inside a cage, a ring, an octagon, a mat, whatever, whatever the arena is, yeah. these guys these guys have got their, their craft sharpened and honed uh, to, to perfection. Khabib Dermagomedov is probably the most terrifying grappler in the world right now. And you've got a man in, in, in Conor McGregor, who's coming back to the mixed martial arts world. But um, as he's quite rightly said, uh, almost anyone that stepped in front of his left hand haven't been able to take it. You look at that man, okay, yes, he has he has uh, skills in Taekwondo, he has skills in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but he has a core there. It's almost like gypsy boxers from where he, where he comes from, from where I understand. They're just... They're just Harder than a coffin nail, for want of a better mm. phrase. It's just you know the 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 they're made from something else, and the same with with Khabib. Um, the, the, these gentlemen from from uh, Dagestan are just you know it, it seems to be. I mean, they're training with bears for goodness sake. I don't know if you've seen that video where he's his training session is grappling with a bear. <laughs> I've grappled with some uh, terrifying gentlemen and some terrifying hairy gentlemen. I ain't never going to grapple with a bear. You can forget that. It's, it's not happening. <laughs> so these guys, like I said, man, there's a switch up here that's com- completely. So different from I'm the sorry, traditional I, martial artist. I haven't seen that video, so he's actually grappling a bear, like an actual Absolutely. animal I'll bear. Get, I'll get it to you. It's, 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 it's a, a blue moment. I'm Googling that right now after, after finishing <laughs> this interview. Dude, I don't know. Like, I watch, I watch some of Khabib's uh, fights, and like once he gets hold of you, it's, it's game over. Yeah, you you step into his world. There was a fight, uh, I believe it was his most recent fight, against a guy called Edson Barbosa. Edson Barbosa, I'm a big fan of because he's Taekwondo. I always have a fondness for mm-hmm. anyone who's throwing, you know, in the spinning, different yeah. techniques, yeah. balls, yeah. feet. And um, he was doing well for the first 30 seconds. And in mixed martial arts, is a five-minute round. And like you said, man, as, as soon as he locked his hands and, and grappled them, got a hold of them, you just knew, oh no, this is you stepping into his world now. It's over. Forget Taekwondo ain't going to work here. I get it. I don't see. I don't see Connor getting away from that. Like if he if he it's steps crazy. in, oof, it's going to be very different. Absolutely, that was going to be a great fight. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Definitely, definitely, awesome. Um, John, what would you say would be your favorite martial arts related story that you can share with us? 
Favourite martial arts related story? That's a great question. Well, aside from this morning when I was rolling Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I popped my knee out, put it back in, <laughs> I was little, that's probably the other end of the scale. Um, I guess when I'm younger, because they're character building stuff, you know, I can remember being being in competitions um, and you know, at the ages of like 14, 15, you could say they're delicate years, but if, yeah. I've been doing Taekwondo for about four or five years at that point. I'd done several competitions. I knew I knew what to expect. And it's like anything else. I mean, it is a sport. It's a combat sport, of course, but it's still a sport. And if you've got a good coach in your year, if you get someone who can inspire you with words, you know, to to to, to transform whatever yes. performance you're turning into into great performance. And I had loads of those, and I have Master Lowe to thank for all of that. Um, Master Lowe was um, a, a gentleman from Malaysia uh, who brought a uh, taekwondo, his style of taekwondo, to Scotland um, mm. at some point, late eighties, early nineties. Um, but he was also a physiotherapist, sort of by trade. And um, was was quite popular amongst like well, soccer, football scene, and mm-hmm. he, knew, he knew how to manipulate joints. He had a, a a vast understanding of the human anatomy, and I think that's what made him, uh, for me anyway, uh, such a great influence. But also how he conducted himself, how he spoke. I mean, I look at Taekwondo schools, and not just I don't want to single out Taekwondo schools, but I look at martial arts schools for kids now, and it's very um, yes sir, no sir, you know, and and and. I, I, you can you can debate on that all you want. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a positive influence. Master Low and the and the seven years that I trained under him never shouted. I never heard him raise his voice once, and wow. it's almost like he didn't need to. He was so um, you know how you just get those personas that are just commanding of a room. Mm-hmm. When he when they walk in the room, like everyone knows, like that kind of thing turns heads, uh, and he was that guy. Um, and and almost everything like you you wanted to just. Um, Sit under that tree of knowledge. You wanted. I wanted to absorb it. Or still do it to this day. If I met him just now, I, I would be. You know, let's go for coffee and tell me all. I probably still bow as I shake his hand. Um, just tell me all. He was. He was such a great. Uh, I know that's not a specific story, I guess, but um, I'll, I've got nothing but good things to say about that guy. And later on, now in my thirties, uh, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, I'm a blue belt under Professor Marcus Nardini, and he's a very similar character. Um, yeah. came over to Scotland. Um, does his teachings here but again not a guy that I ever see Bogdan losing his temper not a guy that he's he's almost so chilled but so skilled like so I love that so so skilled and, and, and yeah, I really do that. so it doesn't need to be me and, and I really appreciate that I love that so much you know I actually I, I saw like because sometimes you know you share the, the space with uh, the martial arts teachers when you're uh, when you're using like a gym and some some teachers actually have kids classes and they they scream they yell at the kids. Mm-hmm. That's like that's that's cringe worthy. You know, I'd never let my kid in a class like that, right? Um, so guys, if you are teaching martial arts and um, you are dealing with kids and it's a bit difficult to you know to control it, you need to step into a different type of identity. It's not it's not the kids. It's just you feeling more centered and more grounded with uh, with who you are. And it's not easy, you know. I tried teaching kids as well, and I was like, uh, after like two months, I was like, okay, forget this. <laughs> yeah. Forget it, right? So, I mean, it's hard. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's a, I mean, I, I taught kids Taekwondo for years, and, and I'm a, school, a primary school teacher now. But, um, I mean, it is, if you've got a large group of, especially, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of them are going to be there because they're active kids. Yeah. Uh, so you've got a lot of kids running, screaming about uh, for an hour and a half or whatever it is, and then you've got the next one coming in and the hour after that. 
Um, I suppose you have to be structured and disciplined. But to me, I was never the shouting and screaming guy because my teachers weren't. And I'd like to think that I, I passed that on to who you know the kids that I was teaching. And and it's philosophy, isn't it, man? It's whatever you learned. What's that Bruce Lee one where it's like keep what what, what works for you and, and and get rid of whatever doesn't. You know, it's whatever I learned there that works for me. I'm going to pass that on to um, to the generation that I teach. Try to do the right thing, man. Brilliant. I love that. So, what's the direction that you're um, uh, going with um, the Martial Arts Chat podcast? What's the direction, and man, I don't know. I was looking at it, um, and and t- I mean, I have to look at it and guess in this milestone way because we've reached a hundred episodes. And I was thinking, you know, do, do, I, do I want to um, do I want to bring other people in? Do I want to keep going myself because the majority of this, I mean, all the broadcasts are me. I've got mm-hmm. people to help. Out journalists and, and that kind of thing it helped me out with you know the website side of things the social media type side of things but when it comes to the voice you hear on martial arts chat it's it's, it's all me baby um so i don't know perhaps as things are, are growing as they have now we're up to seventy thousand subscribers now i mean it's 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 growing so fast in such a short space of time perhaps the next step to look at um would be to to, to, to sort of branch out and, and and see who's out there like-minded and and someone we can we can grow with together um but yeah, I mean, continue to, to get fun guests on. If I'm not having fun, I'm not doing it. And to be honest, there, there was a time when I was maybe the, that the first year where I thought, well, look, well, this I'll kind of do is nothing specific, nothing really triggered me off. I was just like, well, this has been fun. I should probably wrap this up now. And then I thought, no, I'm going to make a point of doing more shows, interviewing mm-hmm. people from different walks of life. Okay, they can be martial art related, but you know, like um, I had Sean Vigon, who was a, a, a yoga fitness instructor. Mm. It's, not a guy preparing for a fight so i'm not in the the mode of how's weight cutting been are you looking forward to your opponent he said this about you you know i didn't get i didn't feel like same all day with the with the questions and clientele and going yeah. on so variety i think is um, definitely a way going forward you know i had the feeling as well when i started it was this was initially the uh wing chun podcast right and after doing like a, a dozen interviews it just felt like like the same questions same answers but yeah, absolutely. Once I started to get into stuff that I was also interested in, like you know, building businesses, like uh, understanding mindset, like uh, nutrition, like you know, just getting in touch with uh, with people in different fields, you definitely, definitely expand your awareness, and uh, you do start to have a lot more fun with yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the that's the main thing, right? We're doing this build in because we enjoy it. And we're having fun with it, and that, and I think that comes across to the listener, to the viewer. Mm-hmm. If they if they, if they can they pick up that vibe. But they see if this well, look, this guy's into this, then I'm in it too. If you're enthused about it, then the people listening, watching, they, you know, they're going to be enthused about it as well. We hope they're going to be enthused by proxy as well. I guess definitely, definitely, awesome, John. It's been really, really fun uh, having you, and I'm very happy. I'm very happy that we uh, did like a video interview this time that I got a chance to actually, yeah. uh, like, you know, I, I love it. I, I usually prefer doing video because it gives, it's more interactive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. And thanks, uh, thanks for having me on, uh, on your show. Anytime, my friend. Please, please come on. We'd love to have you back on. I've got lots more Bruce Lee questions for you. We only had a couple last time. Well, I'm, always no, I'm no Bruce Lee questions, expert. So, uh, well, we loved, we loved you having on the last time. But I've got many more questions. Um, we touched briefly on, a, on a, a book I was reading at the time, which I've just finished now. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, Wake, Josh Wakens, The Art of Learning. Mm. Um, I, I think uh, Josh Wakens, he was a Tai Chi practitioner, was that right? But he was a chess master first, mm. and they liken the two. So, yeah, it'd be good to sort of pick your brains about, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, man, you're welcome anytime. That'd you know be that fun. Was, that'd 
That'll be fun. Guys, definitely tune in for our next interview together, probably on the martial arts chat podcast. Let us know your thoughts. And oh yeah, John, before you go, one question for everybody tuning in. Yes, sir. So what is one question that you'd like to ask our audience? One question I'd like to ask your audience. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, since we're on the subject of Bruce Lee, what is your favorite Bruce Lee quote? That's what I'll ask. I love that. <laughs> and don't don't send over that that image with half the stuff that you quote me on. I never said. <laughs> I've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> Some truth to that too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> awesome, Super. John. Thank you so much. And guys. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Until then, let us know what is your favorite Bruce Lee quote. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And if you're ready for more financial freedom, for more time to spend with your loved ones or doing what you're really, really, really passionate about, send me a message over social media. Connect with me. Links are in the description and I will give you a free business breakthrough session where I will show you exactly how you can make your business more profitable so that you live a happy and fulfilled life with your loved ones. I'll see you soon.